everybody. Welcome to a Wicked Wednesday morning with Ryan and I. We are just chilling, hanging out. I'm drinking my smoothie in this awesome new Go Cup, which uh, if you follow me on my personal Instagram, you can see because we just bought a Vitamix in my household and this thing is awesome. Vitamix, do you want to sponsor us? Ryan's also a nutritionist, so like, what's up? We'd, we'd love free Vitamixes if anybody wants to give us some of these. But honestly, this is the best blender I've ever used in my life. I feel like you could put like a human hand in here and it would just like come out smooth, which is super gross, but kind of true. <laughs> like literally I've put everything in this blender and it's like, there's no chunks, there's no bits, there's no nothing, but yeah. So I'm drinking we my smoothie. We don't recommend putting human hands in a blender. And no, and if you do, don't tell anybody. Jeez. <laughs> God, murder 101. Have one person you trust to help you hide the body and that's it. Or use your Vitamix and pour them in a fire. Oh my God, this is so dark. Anyways, <laughs> this started out with I'm drinking my smoothie on my end and Ryan is having a wonderful cup of coffee. Yeah, with no human hands in it. Awesome. Yeah, we're not really putting human hands in things, people. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just a little bit wonky. That's the truth. I like to get a little bit silly that's that's for sure yeah but no seriously the vitamix is amazing and my smoothie is delicious so happy wednesday everybody happy wednesday and taking things too far <laughs> what's the line there's a line the line is a dot now um so yeah what do you want to chat about bud i don't really know right now i had a lot of ideas going into this beforehand but i feel like Sometimes, well, maybe, the, maybe this is a good place to start. I feel like sometimes I have a really good idea and I write it down and I have all these thoughts on it in the moment. But then when it comes time to actually execute, like, oh, I want to talk about this thing. I just forget all of the good ideas I had. <laughs> but you just said that you wrote them down. Like I wrote down the, the general concept mm. of it, right? Like how it came about or what the the theme of the idea is but then if i don't write a lot of detail about it then i forget what the details were like the like the you know the juice of the the actual content itself i that's uh if i don't write things down right away when the inspiration happens most of the time i don't remember it as well that's why i am a big believer in whiteboards and mm. I know you know that but for people who are listening I have two whiteboards in my home and all I do is when I have an idea I have a pen and I just write it down sometimes it's just a bunch of ideas sometimes it's a to-do list or goals um, it all depends but at least then there's something there immediately other things that I know have worked for me before to remember ideas are like always carry a notebook pen and paper you could use like a voice recorder, I guess, on your phone if you want to be like uber techie or like say you're driving. Hey, Google, can you record this for me? Oh, no. Now my Google's answering. Things. <laughs> Google's Sorry, too good lately. Yeah. Maybe I should be more like, uh, what is it on Star Trek? The captain's log. Oh, maybe that should be a new series for us. The, the captain's yeah. log. I should just start. I should just start recording. Thing like I'll just in the, in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> when Megan's asleep next to me and just be like, 
whispering like captain's log just had another good idea i was gonna ask you to do an example of what it would sound like so i'm very glad that you did that oh for sure um yeah, yeah. i know it's tricky I, keeping track of ideas right because you want to be present in the moment and stuff like that but you don't want to lose them and it's like you're hanging out with 10 friends you're doing your thing and then you're like hot minute pen paper god jot down god jot down god jot down like I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like I lack putting the detail down because I, I write like in my phone or in my notes or as a reminder to myself so that it pops up the next morning. I'll write like, oh, I want to talk about, you know, the perception around cannabis, right? How that's shifted. And uh, if I don't put enough detail as to like what specific examples were that I had at that moment, then I forget the next day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. But where was I going with it? <laughs> mm. So. Maybe I just, maybe I should record myself or write more detailed notes in the moment. But sometimes I'm just too lazy. I'm too tired. I have these, these big epiphanies really late at, really late at night. That like was going to be my question. And I'm too tired to like get up and find a notebook. That was going to be my question because I think everybody has like, um, inspirational periods in the day, like times that are consistently inspirational for people. For me, it's often late at night too, or super early in the morning. But having worked in service for 15 years until recently, very early in the morning is not a thing because I'm not getting home from work at midnight and getting up at like six. Um, so my inspirational moments tend to be late at night and that's because I find the world is the quietest then. The majority of the population is sleeping while more people in the past used to be sleeping. I find in our modern day world we're getting more 24 hour, which is actually really not good for our like actual bio being. Um, by that I mean physical health and like lifespan. But I find those periods the most inspirational and easiest to work because it's the quietest time energetically on the planet like most of the time people aren't calling me texting me uh, my emails not going off there's not people walking around or asking for things solicitors aren't calling you you can just I don't know there's like a tap in that happens at that time like kind of just after midnight for me I know from the episode we did with Jason, he says like 4 a.m. is a huge time for inspiration and spirituality. I just can't get up at four o'clock in the morning. Like it's not in me, but I would be curious to see what that's like. But it, that time, that time period is still the most quiet, right? Whether you're staying up late to, to be, not, I'm not saying you should purposely stay up late to get to that point, but if you're one of those people that work a later job and end up being up till like two, three in the morning or something. That's, that's the point, at least for me, where a lot of those ideas come in. Cause like, like, like you said, it's the quietest point. Like I'm not getting messaged by anybody. There's nothing I have to check. Cause when I get up in the morning, I do take like a, you know, 15, 20 minutes to kind of collect myself and wake up usually. Um, but I find at night I just have way more time to like relax and like my body is tired but I'm still thinking a lot. So I'm just, I guess in this more of a state of like taking in information. So if I'm watching something or listening to something, it's like, it just sparks so much more like creative inspiration or more ideas, I guess. Than mm -hmm. if I'm just, you know, in the middle of the day, my brain's thinking about like, I have to go to work and I have to do this and I have to message this person back, like all the to-do list things, right? 
because for me at the end of the day that's when like it's my time to relax right now I guess with my schedule so yeah I feel like we're coming back to like a lot of the topics that we've covered in recent episodes about just taking that time to listen to yourself and that's when inspiration comes and I find there's a lot of different ways that inspiration comes to me sometimes I'll have watched something that's really impactful. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, I watched a movie called Five Feet Apart. And it's a like a, I guess they're teenagers, young 20s. Anyways, it's a love story about two people who have cystic fibrosis. So if you have cystic fibrosis, you're not allowed to touch because different people have different bacteria and other people's bacteria can kill you if you get it, apparently. Like that's literally my limited scope on that disease but anyways these two kids are in the hospital and they fall in love and they have cystic fibrosis and they're trying to make their relationship work while still maintaining their six feet apart and it inspired me at the beginning of the pandemic because so much social distancing was happening like how do we connect in different ways where we're not allowed to necessarily be close i was social distancing from melina at that time as well because like the public health information was literally like locked down at that time and it's it's interesting to see where these things that touch us come from and like listening to how you feel because for me often there's a feeling associated with inspiration and then that feeling starts to breed into thoughts i don't know what your experience is but like if i'm touched by something or something hits me i'm like oh and all of a sudden i'll have to start writing it down yeah but i guess it's been a lot of more personal journaling from my experience with what it's been like to have to social distance because i didn't realize how much of my life was being around people like at my job i'm around people like a lot of people and then at home I have a girlfriend here and then on days off, I'm usually going out to see family or another friend or having people over or like planning like a little get together on the weekend, right? So for me, it was such a huge moment to literally like have a day where I just sat there and like just experienced how much it sucked to want to go do these things and not be able to do them. Mm. And then I kind of got comfortable with that feeling of just like how shitty it was. And then it just became kind of normal to not see anyone for a while. So I just kind of accepted that fact. Like this is the situation I'm in. I can't do anything about it. Might as well make the best of it. So I can connect in other ways. Like doing Zoom calls and you know, like playing games online with people or having a phone call. But it's not the same, but you know, it does the trick. And now I almost feel like it's weirder to have to go back to seeing people but not be able to like get too close. You know, it's like I'm when we went to go hang out at your place, I came in the backyard and I was like, I wanted to give you a hug, but I was like, no, I'm just going to sit down. And I'm like, this feels so weird. Cause like you're right there, but like we can't what <laughs> I know. And that's been a big part. Like I felt exactly the same. You walked in and my initial instinct was like to just like go over and hug you. And that's always been like a big part of our friendship from the very beginning. Like I remember when we first met, you often used to say, Jenny gives the best hugs. And it was just like these big tight hugs all the time. And um, if you don't crack a bone, it's not a good hug. <laughs> you got to get that bear hug in once in a while, man. It's like a handshake. Like if your handshake's not firm, like what are you doing? 
The best the best is when people like they put their arms like under your arms and they come up like instead of going mm. like around you, they go like they go up. <laughs> so you like to be you like to be the around person because some people like to be the under person. Yeah. It's like when you hold hands. Like, do you find with Megan one like you always kind of hold hands the same way? Like, how can I explain this? Like, somebody's hand, the thumb is like in front, and somebody's like underneath, and one way is more comfortable than the other. Yeah, well, because sometimes her hand will be, like, on the on the bottom. Yeah, I guess it's a good way to explain it. And then I just like take her hand and I switch it because <laughs> I I it's work. It feels weird because it's. It's like when you wear a watch and then you take it off and you feel like it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like that feeling. It's like, this is just normal. It's comfortable. Yeah. And you can try and hold hands the other way for a bit. And you're like, no, no, no. Just go back to the other way. I know. I can't do it either. I can't be. I'm trying to think now. I think I'm always the under person as well. Like, I don't think I'm ever the on top hand holder person. But yeah, uh, the question I had a question for you actually around the shift for you socially with the pandemic and having to spend more time alone with yourself. What did you discover about yourself during that time? Because when our, when our innate ways of being are shifted, there's often a discovery. So did you find a lot of things that you hadn't been paying attention to came to the surface because you were being forced to spend so much time with yourself? Yeah. I mean, I still, enjoy being around people but I think one of the biggest things that came up for me is the fact that I'm using all of these outside sources as distractions or needing validation or trying to like people please even though it's not that they're expecting me to or that there's something being asked of me so I was just constantly doing things in a way to try to please other people because I've, I've created that idea in my head like oh you just texted me I have to respond to you right away or else you're going to think like I don't care or that I just don't want to answer you um, or like somebody asks t- uh, me to do a favor for them but I'm already busy or with other things and I still feel like I have to say yes or else I'm a bad friend you know things like that where it's just I put all of the onus on me to try to be like the best friend brother whatever to everybody all at the same time and it's so much and trying to you know step outside of that and focus more on like who ryan is and what i want to do right and just knowing that i have a lot of people in my life that love me for who i am and accept me and support me already so why am i wasting all this time doing something that you know i don't really have to do like no one is really gonna care if I don't get back to them the day of, or if I say no to helping them out because I'm already busy, like they'll understand, right? But yeah, it was I... just this like, like running constantly. And I feel like I'm still working on it a little bit, but I think the pandemic, the blessing in disguise for me was just like I had no other choice but to sit with myself and get comfortable with that. So I'm definitely, like I'm now at the point where, so like, for example, I had a friend uh, reach out to me last night to ask me something about, you know, a long weekend coming up. And I was like, I do want to respond, but I don't have to respond right now. So like, I literally had to like talk myself through why I don't have to respond. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. 
So was there a reason you weren't responding or were you just not responding for practice of teaching yourself that you don't have to respond right away? I just knew it was going to be kind of a long-winded answer and I was already pretty fried from the entire day. So I thought, you know, like this doesn't need urgent attention. It can wait until tomorrow when I'm more fresh and I can actually formulate a response. And I like, I know if I get into it now that I'm going to get into it for way longer and it's just going <laughs> to, I'm going to be agitated because now I have to get into this conversation or it's like, I'm saving myself the, the hassle basically from doing it, like from feeling like I have to do it instantly. Yeah. I think that's a, interesting thing to talk about because there is a I think our society moves so fast now and like with text messaging and email and phone and before you just called somebody if they weren't home you left them up if you were lucky you left a voicemail well in my age you have been able to leave voicemails I believe the whole time I'm not sure early 80s but for the most part if you weren't home you weren't home and you got back to somebody later now it's like we have phones on us all the time. There's this expectation to get back to people mm. right away. But I think the important thing that you said is that if you had started the conversation when you were already fried, you would have ended up agitated. And to me, that's a prime example for myself that I have gone way past what my personal boundary is. Because I used to always answer the phone like late at night. And a lot of people in my life are also servers because I've been a server and we're notorious for late nights. So I often used to get late night messages from people, whether they were colleagues being like, hey, meet me at the bar, whether it was a close friend. Um, and now if the phone rings like after 1030 at night, if it's not urgent, like if you're not sending me a text being like, I absolutely have to talk after I check in with myself and I go, I can't do it because I know I'm going to end up resentful. Whereas before I used to always answer the phone. And I think the hardest part in that is shifting the expectations of the people around you. Like some of my friends were like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, I'm just tired and I'm not going to answer the phone at 11 o'clock at night, you know? Um, and getting people to operate differently around you because of the expectations, both of society and the way we used to be, I think is one of the hardest parts. But the, the, I think the funniest thing though, is that I am not one of those people that is hounding somebody like, why didn't you answer me? Why are you not getting back to me? What's going on? Do you like, are you mad at me? Whatever. I don't, I don't get like that. I just think everyone else is going to get like that unless I respond. So like, I guess somewhere way back, when I was younger, I had, I guess, somebody that was a little bit more sensitive about those things. So then I just felt like everyone was and I had to just constantly respond or get back to people as soon as possible or else it like was going to turn into a big deal. <clears throat> but I don't ever get anyone respond to me like, where are you? What are you doing? Why aren't you like I just perceive that in my head that that's what's going to happen unless I but since I've been holding back on responding immediately to things. Like I said, I take a moment to check in with myself. Does the, is this urgent? Does this need my attention right now? No, I'm tired or I'm doing something else or I'm in the middle of whatever or I'm hanging out with someone else right now. I don't need to respond. So I just like take a breath, put my phone down. Good. Nothing bad has happened yet. <laughs> but if it, if it does, then that's the point where that's if somebody else has that perception, then I can respond and be like, no, 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 like I'm just I'm tired. I'm taking a break. Like I'll get back to you tomorrow. I promise, you know? 
I promise. I promise I'll get back to you. I promise I'll open your message, read it, close it, and then forget to respond for a week. Ouch. <laughs> People are getting burned in your world. No, just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I think that time, that, that boundaries are some of the most important things and some of the most difficult things that I struggle with. And, or you can call them like non-negotiables, whatever you want to categorize them as. But I know immediately when I've gone past my boundary, when I'm angry and I'm like, okay, if you're going to do something for somebody else, do it with a smile on your face or don't do it at all. Even if I'm exceeding my reach a little bit, there's no point in showing up for somebody and being a dick and giving them a hard time because I have to realize that I'm the person who decided to show up and right. that's on me. And there is no point in showing up and being like resentful. And that's just a sign to me that I've gone past my boundary, like gone past my threshold that I can handle. That being said, if you send me a 911 text at one in the morning, I will answer and I will come get you. But oh, yeah, that, that was going to be the second part to, to what I was going on is like, if I get a call in the middle of the night, it's one of two things. It's an, it's an emergency or someone's just really drunk and they're like, let's call Ryan and try and get him to come out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but obviously if it's if I get a call after a certain point I'd say like after 10 p.m. or something then like I will still pick up because I'm like what if it's an emergency I don't want to just not answer and like I could have you know done something for them obviously like that is without a doubt always an exception to the rule <laughs> mm -hmm. so here's how I'm hyper controlling about that rule there are so many people that used to call me late at night from serving. A lot of the time it was things like you said, like, hey, like, you got to come out. Come on. Oh, if you don't come, you don't love me. Like, come on, come on, come on. We're all there. You're not who you used to be, Jenny. Like, I can't believe you're not going to come. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's freaking midnight. I'm in pajamas <laughs> and I'm watching Netflix. And I still experience guilt, a like I still experience the peer pressure a little bit in that situation where I'm like, oh, I'm a bad friend, maybe I should go. And then like the other side of my brain's like, no doofus, like it's late and you're tired. Like I remember years ago, I got a little bit frustrated with my ex because she told me that I had major FOMO. And I was like, I don't have FOMO. And she's like, you do. Anytime somebody calls you, you're like, I gotta go. I gotta go out. I gotta be out all the time. I can't miss the party. And I was like kind of offended by that statement at the time, but looking back and even not that long ago, like within a year and a half or a year less probably, it's very true. I used to be like, what if I don't go out? Everybody's going out. What if they have a really great time and I could have had a great time even though I'm exhausted? What if you're just missing out on rest and Jenny time that you need? So now I find I have a better balance that way. But what I started out with is how I'm super controlling about this. So everybody's phone, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but you have a do not disturb feature on your phone that you can put on. You can set certain contacts to be able to bypass that feature. So if you put your phone on do not disturb, it doesn't ring. The certain people that you set 
to be able to be like contacts who can still reach you, your phone will ring no matter what. So when I go to bed, and I'm not going to divulge who's on my do not disturb list, but when I go to bed, I put my phone on do not disturb. And then I know if any of these people call me, it's a freaking emergency. Right. Like, you know, immediate family, certain other people, like if they're calling in the middle of the night, it's an emergency. All of my like super fun server coworkers that I love, odds are if you're calling me at two in the morning, you're like, come on, let's go to casino. I'm like, I'm not going to Gatineau, it's 45 minutes. But if I'm the person out at three in the morning drinking, I'm like, let's go to casino. And then I'm like, no, that was not a good idea. So I've learned that, yeah, maybe I am missing out on the party, but there's going to be 8 million parties. And it's just as important that I don't miss out on Jenny time and rest. And sometimes that means not answering your phone. Yeah. Well, at least if you're not looking at your phone, then you're not even tempted to be like, oh, maybe I should go out <laughs> at the same time, you know? Yeah. Because I, I definitely I definitely feel that. I, I, I never, I guess, never wanted to admit to myself that I get a lot of FOMO, but it's like I see everyone hanging out. And it's like, okay, I got to go home because I have school like at 10 a.m. But I'm like, well, maybe I'll just hang out for like an hour. Never happens. That's always a bad idea if you're someone like me <laughs> and me then, it happens to me all the time i'll stay i'll stay for like one more drink another half hour and then oh god it's like 1 30 in the morning well all right one thirty. <laughs> here, here we are One thirty's not even bad like when i wasn't going to school and i was just serving i'm trying to remember what happened this night i was with you and we were with sean and will of course and there was somebody else with us and we had probably been like, oh, let's stay for a drink at work. And then we ended up at the Oak, which is always a bad idea because as soon as we go to the Royal Oak, which is uh, like a pub nearby just for people who don't live in our area or don't do that kind of thing. Anyways, it's the once, place to be. The worst thing that happens, it's the best, everything good and bad happens at the Oak. That's what I used to say. <laughs> but... Um, what always happens to me is I'll stay, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to stay and have like one or two drinks. And then it becomes like a great conversation. And then it's like, oh, let's go to the Oak. Okay. It's really close to my house. But then by three, when the Oak closes, I'm not a person who has a barometer. That's like, I want to go home. Like if I don't go home at that certain time where I'm still like, oh yeah, I should go home. If I go past that, I'm out all night. And I remember one time we went out and then we ended up back at your house and I ended up coming home in an Uber at six o'clock in the morning and like playing with these new puppies outside my house. And it was like, I was supposed to stay for one or two drinks. And then yeah. it was exactly like you said, oh, I'll just stay for one more. Well, one more becomes like four more becomes like, hey, let's go to somebody's house becomes like, oh, I didn't sleep. And now I feel like dirt. So... I think with FOMO, the interesting thing is like, what are the priorities and what are you looking to accomplish at that point in your life? If you don't have anything the next day and you just want to chill and have fun, I'm all for that. But if you know yeah. you have school or you have an important business meeting or like you're working on a goal, like, I don't know, right now, for example, with like school and with our podcast, I would not feel like I have time for that. 
I'd have time to go out and have fun, but I don't have time for like a hangover or to sleep until noon. There's just too much on the plate right now. Right. Yeah, I think there's a fine line, right? And you have to kind of call yourself out on it and realize like, okay, maybe right now is not the best time to do it. And if you're going out like, I don't know, once every two weeks, like to really just go and have like a bigger hangout, then that's fine. Or like maybe you're just going through a phase where you're like, you just met, met a new group of people and they're going out every night and you want to join them. But then, you know, by a certain point that ends and you're like, okay, I need to get back on track and try to do some other stuff. Like I need more time in my day and not feel exhausted the next morning. And when it starts to become a party, like every night, then it also just doesn't become as fun anymore. And it's more just like, oh, I'm here just because everyone else is here and I don't know what else to do with myself. Yeah, and um, I don't think it's healthy to party every night. No. But So, like, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting to go in and do that stuff, right? But I just, I found for myself that I was doing it too often. Me too. And now I'm, after going through the, the pandemic process after the last couple months, I'm a lot more comfortable with just being by myself or, like, coming home and just chilling out, putting on a movie or, you know, like listening to an audiobook or something. And like, I'm still down to hang out with people. You know, it's like, let's jump on a Zoom call and do a board game or like, let's just do a phone call if you want to chat. Like, that's totally fine. But in the comfort of my own bed. <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse, my friend. As you get older, you're going to be like, nah, I don't want to. I just, I just like want to be in my pajamas at like 730. No, I'm, I'm going to be 25 forever, so. Oh, yeah, well, I, I can't attest to, like, where my brain function is at right now in terms of age, but they say, actually, that we are 10 years younger in our mind than we are biologically. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what Joe Dispenza has to say on that. Ooh, I don't know. I don't think we'll find out. I don't think he listens to our podcast, but maybe one day. If you think you're 25... And you act like you're 25. You're 25. Except that your body still. Your body won't know the difference. <laughs> oh, I think, I don't know. I think your body knows the difference. Like, there's things just physically you can do when you're younger without, like, any, like, practice or training or whatever that, like, if you do at, like, 35, you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Oh, I'm so out of shape. Like. You fractured your hip. No, I didn't. I'm 25. Yeah. It'll heal in two days. I'm good to go. What's up? I can run a half marathon and not even train. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The joys of uh, balance in your life, eh? Finding that that thing. It's yeah. A, it's slippery slope. But... There will always be other chances for like parties and hangouts and all that good stuff. Well, I think so. that's where the saying comes to like, I can sleep when I'm dead. Right. Like, yeah, sure, but I like to sleep. Like, but I think the important thing to realize too, and I'm, I'm sure other people can attest to this, is that you, you experience a lot of like a lot of burnout. Like, I'll, I'll, I can go for maybe like four or five days and then day six, I'm just like fucking destroyed. Yeah. Like, I, ju I just have a day where I literally do nothing. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I don't know how people who, like, do it all the time continue to, like, consecutively, like, over-drink day after day after day. Like, I guess that's how people become functional alcoholics. And I think over time, eventually, if you are consistently uh, not sleeping enough or, like, drinking a lot or doing a lot of drugs or other things that are unhealthy for your body or out of balance, you don't even realize that you feel different energetically than you could feel like Mm -hmm. you can do all of those things for extended periods of time but you don't realize until you stop recuperate and then rebound how different it actually feels at least from personal experience yeah it's it's a different feeling getting up in the morning and being like oh and like dragging yourself out of bed versus like you just kind of wake up and like, I'm good to go. I'm all right. My head's clear. I'm feeling fresh. I slept good. My pillow's new. I bought an ND. Yeah. <laughs> bed on my feet. I bought it. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I love new bed. I bought a new bed. I don't know if I bought mine before or after you guys, but I went in on Boxing Day and bought a new bed. And it was like, I don't know. It's definitely like probably the best $700 I've spent in a long time. You got to you got to invest big on things that are good for your health, right? Like I mean, we we went ahead and just decided to buy the mattress because we we're complaining about our sleep quality and like feeling restless and moving around a lot or like not being able to fall asleep that quickly. So I honestly like you got to look at so many factors when you make a purchase like that. It's not just like, "Ooh, it's expensive," but it's like, "How will this benefit other parts of my life?" You know? Mhm. Or it's like paying for going and paying for your like therapy. That's good for your for your health. So it may seem kind of expensive at first, but you know if you stick with it for a couple of weeks and you start to see benefits from it, then all of a sudden it becomes very valuable, and it's worth spending your money on. Yeah, I used to have a really hard time, especially in the therapy realm, being like. It used to be a battle for me because I was like, "This is your goal." or the motivation behind being a therapist is like they want to help people. You would think that the primary motivation is like help and care and all those sorts of things. But if you really want to help people, why is it so goddamn expensive? And like, how do we make it more available to people who need it but can't afford it? Like there is sliding scale practices and there is a free psychology clinic in Ottawa where you can go for like a limited number of sessions. There's actually a lot of free help available if people just look around. But um, yeah, I used to have a big problem with that. And then when I started going to therapy, I remember saying to one of my friends, they were like, but it's so expensive. And I'm like, it's the best 150 bucks I spend on me every month. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the bed. Like, I'm sure you guys sleep better now. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. so much more comfortable. And pillows, too. Like, Oh, pillows <laughs> are a some, big one. Yeah. I did some research into pillows, and it's it's insane. Like, every, like, different people need different pillows. And I think it's something, like, you're supposed to – don't quote me on this. Might be might be wrong, but if you want to look into it, you're supposed to change your pillows every so often. I think it's, like, every six months that's right I don't remember I listened to a podcast on sleep like a year ago and I thought they said I think it's more than six months I think you can get away with more than six months but I don't think we realize I didn't realize 
how gross your pillows get. Like people drool in their sleep, <clears throat> not me, but some people. <laughs> some people. <laughs> some people. Anyways, like you drool on them, your skin sheds on them, your hair has oils that release, your skins have oils that release. Pillows are made, hopefully, of cotton or feather. That shit's absorbent, yo. Where do you think all of that stuff is going when you're sweating and gross and sleeping and, and like your body goes through detoxification during your sleep, right? Like everybody knows different organs detox at different times. If you're not changing your pillows, you're basically like eventually sleeping in like a cesspool of your own like detoxing and shedding and stuff like and you're breathing that in while you sleep like basically i think the moral of the story is people replace your pillows i think i'm not sure exactly what it is but i think it's somewhere probably between every 12 to 18 months maybe it's six we can uh put something about pillows in the show notes for you guys so you know when to replace your pillows and stuff but like it's crazy how much we don't maintain pillows, even like changing your bed and like stuff like that. When you think about what happens biologically in your sleep. Ooh. I even, I even noticed on like, I've been trying to just get better at self self care and like physically as well. So I even, I, I try to make a, con- a, a conscious effort to actually get a new toothbrush every time you're supposed to because I think it's like every three months or something you're supposed to change it mm-hmm. depending on the toothbrush I guess but it tells you on the box right there's yeah there's so many things like that where you just don't even think about it mm-hmm. and then you like you've had the same mattress and pillow for like a year and you're like why does everything feel weird like it's like no it's time to change it <laughs> yeah I think they and say it, with mattresses it's like I think you can get like 10 years if you have a good mattress and stuff like that um you're supposed to rotate it and yeah, I think if you have a, it's it all, it all depends on the kind of mattress you have. Like with pillow tops, you can't flip them and stuff. But speaking yeah. of which, I should probably rotate my mattress soon. But pillows, especially when I listened to that podcast on sleep and they talked about pillows, I threw out all of my pillows and I went out and I bought four brand new pillows. And it was funny because Melina came over and she's like, your bed's so comfy. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I just got new pillows. And I got four of them. And she's like, so many pillows. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's the bomb. Like, but not just comfort. Like, yeah, it's just pillows are gross if you really think about it. And I don't think we ever do. So just replace your pillows regularly and you're good to go. You can get them at Costco. I think they come like two for nineteen ninety nine in a pack. After this, after this release, there's going to be an increase in pillow sales. Oh, my God. Do we get a cut of that? Please, please, please. <laughs> pillow people. We'll take a sponsorship from you, too. Pillows, Vitamix. Hit us up. Ryan will, Ryan will test out all your stuff. Or we can sell our own pillow brands called Sweet Dreams. Come on. There's got to be a pillow company. <laughs> if that's not taken yet. If that's not taken, let's develop the best pillow ever and put it out there. Copyright right now, people. You can't call your pillow company Sweet Dreams. If that's not taken, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Well, why are we not building a pillow company called Sweet Dreams? Maybe we don't need to, like, run a podcast or we're anything. Focusing on a, we're focusing on a podcast first. Have a little insight pillows. Comfort while you gain insight into the deeper meanings of your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just mind fuck them right before they sleep. All of a sudden, people are like, I don't understand. I got these pillows. They're really comfortable, but I can't sleep because my brain's just like, tick, 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 t
the pillow has a speaker in it that'll like talk to you. Yo, they have those. So like, do they? of course they do. So they, I don't know for sure, but I'm on a buy nothing group for my neighborhood, and somebody was giving away a speaker that's made to put under your pillow so you can play like sleep sounds or like meditations. So I'm sure they have pillows with like built-in speakers. They have chairs with built-in speakers now. They have headbands. They have like. It's ridiculous, but I'm sure that Speakers somebody has. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's made a pillow with a built-in speaker, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, gotta love hangouts because uh, you never know what the fuck we're gonna talk about. I know. Um, I bought a dog. It's got a speaker in it. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be all kinds of wrong. My dog is genetically modified. He's part dog. Part Bluetooth speaker, man. I don't even need to carry a speaker anymore. I just connect to my puppy and he plays my tunes. Dog, play Foster the People. (laughs) (laughs) Portable. It's portable. Oh, man. You don't even gotta... Yeah, it'll walk itself. (sighs) Oh, Oh, dear. (laughs) I feel like everyone's not going to be expecting the gross pillow talk. No, I didn't know it was coming, so how can they know? But it's gross, but it's true. So It's so true. Buy new pillows, people. Please. It's disgusting. You have no idea what you're doing for your health. Yeah. Oh, another thing that's actually to go along with this is I honestly find I sleep way better when I'm closer to the ground. Mm. We moved we moved our mattress out of our room from the bed frame into the living room and it's like wedged into the couch and I honestly have such good sleeps like I don't wake up in the middle of the night I feel like I wake up from my alarm not like oh my god what time is it I'm like well I feel refreshed so you guys like, are sleeping in the living room right now yeah huh the mattress is just on the floor in the living room and it's great <laughs> interesting so yeah. what are you doing with the bedroom right now then it's just a storage unit. Oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting mode of operating. <laughs> I mean, we still have all of our clothes and everything in there, but we just we moved it out here originally because the AC unit is out here, mm. and we kept kind of dragging it back and forth. And then in the bedroom, I find it just doesn't get as much air circulation, so it just the humidity would stick in there. Mm-hmm. So we'd be really comfortable. And then go to bed, and it would be super hot still. Even with the AC blasting, it takes a while for it to cool down, mm-hmm. right? So we just stayed in the room where it's always cooler, where we can open all the windows or put the AC on. And it was just, it was nice. So then we just kept doing it. Well, and I think it's been, like, the hottest summer on record in Ottawa. Like, they said July yeah. was the hottest July ever. And then last week was nice. The heat wave kind of broke, but it's picking up again now. So it's, like... It's been a very difficult summer to get out and enjoy because it's been so unbelievably hot. And then when there's days where it's not that hot, it just like downpours. I know. We like can't at least here, at least summer. here in Ottawa, that's kind of what it's like. Like there's literally very few days where you can actually go like out because we were playing a lot of tennis or going for bike rides or like long walks, and then mm-hmm. we just haven't really been able to do that as often as we would like, I guess. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss it, but the only time I get like outdoors is when I just go sit on the balcony. But oh, it's ridiculous! I've been so sedentary all summer; like it's just brutal. But maybe that's also just my pandemic mode, where it's like I'm just so used to being like cooped up inside that it's just, like it's just whatever now. Yeah, 
I'd like to get outside more, but like I said, it's just been so hot. Like, I'm like, I'm going to sit outside. I'm out there for five minutes, and I'm like, nope, can't breathe. Too hot. But it's been that way in lots of parts of the country, too. Like, I was talking to somebody in Vancouver at the beginning, at the end of July, and they were like, it's just been ungodly hot. Climate change, people, it's a real thing. Let the environmentalists just plug that in for you right now. Yeah. My family gets so mad when I say stuff like that because they're like, do you think you need to tell us that it's super hot because of climate change? We already know. We already know that it's really hot and that this isn't normal for the planet. But like, what do you want us to do about it? I'm like, I don't know, but the planet's dying. We got to do something. I mean, it's not going to die in our lifetime, but anyways, super depressing. I think everyone just needs to chill. Mm-hmm. If we all collectively chill, it'll cool down the planet. Well, there has been improvements with the lockdowns of the pandemics. Like, they've been saying water is cleaner and... Oh! We probably shouldn't talk too long. It's already getting to be a really long episode. But if you want... like five minutes. Yeah, like five minutes. Five minutes left! Okay, in this last five minutes, if you have not watched Down to Earth with Zac Efron, you... Like, it's just unbelievable what other countries are doing that we're not doing in North America. And every country's doing something different and blah, blah. That's great. Um... But the stuff that's happening in some of these countries in concerning the environment is just unbelievable. Like Iceland operates most of their like electricity and power off like 75% of it is from geothermals like under the ground. Paris has made clean water available to everybody somehow. Like so they don't use single use in Paris. They've discontinued single use plastic water bottles. They have fountains all over the city. Uh, still water and sparkling. So if you like your bubbles, they got those for you too. But if you don't have a bottle, they have mm-hmm. vending machines that sell reusable water bottles, like regular water bottles that you would carry and buy. Um, and it's just neat how much innovation is happening in some of these cities to work around that. Like, I couldn't believe that in Paris. You just put your money in, you get a reusable water bottle, and you can go to any fountain you want. And there's just, like, clean water available for everybody. We just need to make clean water available to everybody in harder areas. But that's a bigger problem. Yeah. But anyways, the point is there's really cool stuff happening. So it's not a lost cause. Yeah, it might not be happening here or where you live. But it's happening somewhere. That's right. I think that, I think it is, I, I call it, bits and pieces of the documentary i guess i'd call it a documentary but yeah i do want to go back and actually watch it all throughout and yeah it seems cool because unless you're aware of those things going on then no yeah it's kind of you're out out of the loop and uh i don't really know where i was going with that i kind of lost my train of thought that's okay um Want to start? We can start wrapping it up. Cool. Cool. That felt abrupt, but like, you know, <laughs> let's put it out there. Sometimes you just got to say things, you know, just like throw your cards down and be like, yo, four of a con, bitch. Read them. Weep them. It's over. Meeting adjourned. It's done. This is done. No. That was my gavel. Uh, oh, it's uh, probably just your hand on the table, I'm thinking, but it'll work. I'm sure if yeah, you were loud enough. Mu- it was my mug. Have you been working out? It looks like you got some guns going on now. Not really. Oh. I think it's just from 
lifting glassware. Oh, yeah. I don't get that workout anymore. And I can tell. But anyways. All right. Well, do you have any uh, takeaways or a little insight to leave with people today? Yeah. As uh, I was thinking about the Magic School Bus, because that was a great cartoon growing up. And Miss Frizzle always says, get out there, take chances, and get messy. Boom. I like it. And also, it's time to get a new pillow. Yeah. So if there's anything you take away from this, be messy, take chances, and buy a new pillow, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining Ryan and I on another hangout on this lovely Wednesday, wherever you are. We are Have a Little Insight, and Ryan will tell you find people where you can find us. Can I? Sure, or I can. It's up to you. I just thought you might want to <laughs> chat a little more. You can send us an email. We are haveallittleinsight at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. Just uh, search our name in there. You'll find us. On Instagram, we are Halley Podcast, so H-A-L-I Podcast. And you can go to our website, haveallittleinsight.com, where there is also a new blog post from Jenny that's available for you guys to read. And just a little sneak peek that we have the Women's Roundtable episode coming up soon. So hopefully you guys are looking forward to that. I think it'll be a really interesting experience, and we're excited to share it with you guys. So to make sure you don't miss out on any of these fun things coming up with us, you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple or your favorite podcast platform and listen your heart's content there or on our website. Until then, stay tuned, have fun, live your best life, and uh, if you didn't get it before, buy a pillow. Your body will thank and, you. And thank you so much to everyone who has been listening so far and liking and subscribing and following us and all that good stuff and if you like what you hear um send us a message we'd like to hear from you and uh also share it with some friends take care everybody peace out